I'm David. And I'm Courtney. And welcome to Room to Roam, a podcast about parenthood and relationships. And all the shit in between. David Andrew, on that first date when you stood me up, I definitely didn't think that we'd get here. I had no clue that day that I was looking at my future husband. Well, I've never been so glad to get clueless. Today, we make these vows to one another in front of everyone we love. Today, we begin the next part of our adventure. I knew a long time ago you were the person I would spend my life with. The person I'd joke, laugh, cry, and walk through everything with. From making inappropriate jokes with my dad and Nathan, to teasing me right alongside Amanda, getting spoiled by my mom every time she sees you, treating Becca like she's your own little sister. I knew you were the person who not only fit in this family, also the person I want to grow a family with. I know you think I have a hard time making decisions, which is mostly true. (laughs) And yet, I have never been more steady about a decision in my life. Whoa, 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 whoa. How did this all happen? Let's take a look. Welcome to the Making of the Marcuses episode. Sounds like Making of the Band. Where's P. Diddy? Where you at? (laughs) Our highly anticipated uh, episode to talk just about how we got here and all about who we are and how we met and... All the down and dirty shit. Everything that happened before we popped a little kid out. Yeah, it's wild. (laughs) We've been in it for six years. We're about to... Celebrate our six-year anniversary next week, mm-hmm. and I, I, it's wild. We've been together for six years. I know. It's known each other for eight, been together for six. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought this is where we would have been at? Not me. But Not me either. I mean, I definitely didn't think that a job would give me this, so. Yeah. I mean, let's start, like, we could talk about, like, talk about the, you know, the early years. And then kind of go into like the comfort years, I call it, (laughs) after um, we've been together for a while. And so I guess let's just jump in. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we met in 2015 uh, working at a psychiatric facility for kids. And David had already been working there for a little while before me. Mm -hmm. So there in 2013. Mm -hmm. And I picked up a shift working on your unit. And came in and had was asked to help you run a group, and I was like, "Who's this David motherfucker?" Oh yeah, that was my uh, my superhero group. Yup, and I walked up, and you're in your beanie and your vest and your cargo shorts, and I was like, I didn't know that that was just what you wore to work all the time. At that vintage, point. like that was what I rocked. I rocked literally cargo pants of military color, <laughs> lots tan, of red, tan. Uh, gray, navy, and then I wore a lot of this vests all the time. I thought vests were like super cool uh, <laughs> back in the day. And it kept me warm when I was out in the yard mm-hmm. running around. For those that worked there, they know what I'm talking about. Oh, the yard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I remember remember you shadowing and coming in on the shift. And I was like, oh, this girl's cute. Um, and then, you know, just showing showing you the the ropes. And then you decided to take a job somewhere else <laughs> on the unit. Like, on a different, on unit. different unit. Yep. Yeah, and I I think that we then both started dating other coworkers, <laughs> which was a whole other story for another time. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but I think like what was wild is that we yeah, we were dating other people during that time. And then twenty sixteen we No. What? Twenty seventeen. 2016, the fall, fall 2016, those relationships ended. Oh, yours did. Oh, mine, mine ended did. in yeah, sorry. January 2017. Yeah, sorry. My relationship ended. Uh, ooh, that makes things just a little more spicier than I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I went on a road trip uh, because my best friend, Matthew Nyland, um, was graduating from the Chair Force. Um, shout out Air Force. Thank you for your service. Um, and that was February, 2017. February. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
so he was graduating from there in San Antonio. And so me and, well, I guess like really this all happened because of uh, my buddy, John Serta. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we went on a road trip down to San Antonio to see him graduate because we're, we're the real homies. And so rest in peace, my Chrysler, that Sebring died on that trip or I hate that car. It went down the hills of death toward on that trip. Um, but we went down there and on our way down there, um, I guess back in 2017, you could leave your phones and not have to worry about them getting stolen, but, but your friends using them. Um, (laughs) Just your friends sneaking into your phone. Yeah. And so I left my phone at, at the bar um, while I went to the bathroom and John grabbed my phone and texted Courtney, um, who I was talking to texting at the time. Cause I had her number, uh, as an, on- cause she was in my phone as Courtney on call. And I think you might, you're on my Snapchat. So it's Courtney on call. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Um, and he texted her and said like, Hey, I love you or something like that. Yeah. It was very like, I love you. But I think like you had only been texting me trying to convince me to come karaoke with you. So like at that point we didn't really have like a huge, like relationship like Mm-mm. we were just getting to know each other and then you get this random text that says i love you uh, yep. <laughs> and then i remember coming back from the bathroom and then i went to text you and i saw that like a text that said sent to you that said i love you and i was like i didn't fucking send that oh my god so then i texted <laughs> you and said oh my god i'm so sorry if that wasn't me that was that was my friend and he did it like once he did it once again i think later in that week he sent a text to you when you were with your friend and saying, I love you. And I was just like, fuck, you're going to scare this girl away. Who I, I definitely was like, this guy's a stalker. He's creepy. Like, why would he say I love you? We don't even know each other yet. Like, I was super worried. But now that you know me now, you know, like, that obviously is not something I would do. Totally. Maybe. Yeah, well, now you're obsessed with me, so maybe you would do it now. No, where you at? I mean, really, you're the one that has all the share. Oh, shut the fuck the up. The addresses on, on Safety Snapchat. first, okay? That's a whole other conversation. Um, but but then um, through that, we started. We kept texting on our on our trip back. We decided to go. Uh, me and John decided to drive back up through like Idaho and uh, Utah, which is a horrible mistake because it was February, and so. I was in, uh, we were in our Chrysler, my Chrysler, and the heat went out in the, the car, and I have no tread, and so we were just, we made it back, but it was super sketch, but on that trip, I got the courage to invite Courtney out, or continue to pester her enough, uh, to come out to go karaoke with me, and, you know, I, I, for those that know me back in the day, I would do karaoke, like, Maybe twice a week. once or twice a week for, uh, you know, um, at Suki's, uh, Suki's, uh, I miss you so much, um, at Suki's and it was a great time. I'm not a great singer, but I can You're tell you, you're an amazing singer. I can entertain like no other. You'd think I'd be magic Mike up on the karaoke <laughs> stage. Um, and so I invited her out and finally Courtney agreed to coming out with us and, um, it was, I was, I was super excited. And then I, I fucked up. Yeah, I was excited too. I was like, oh, I think he wants to like get to know each other. And then I showed up at Suki's where, you know, I was supposed to be at the time I was supposed to be there. And I texted you and I was like with my friend because uh, you had obviously like said you were bringing some guys out too. And I was like, oh, we got a table. And you go, oh, no, we changed location. I was like, this yeah. motherfucker, he's already at a different bar and didn't text me. So clearly he didn't actually give a shit to hang out with me tonight. No, and that wasn't that wasn't it. That I'm was what very, I thought. That I'm a very in the moment person. Or you used to be a very in the moment person. And so we were pre-gaming and we were about to go to Suki's. And then someone was like, hey, let's go to White Owl instead. And I was like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And I definitely forgot to. You forgot about me. I forgot to text and and update you until mm-hmm. you texted me. I was like, oh, shit. And then I told you, and you almost didn't come. I didn't. I was stubborn, and I was sitting at Suki's with my friend, and I was like, I'm not going. Fuck this guy. I don't want to go. She eventually convinced me, and we went. I was excited to see you. And then our dear friend Sam came up to me. She's amazing. We love her. And she was like, oh my gosh, isn't this so much fun? David invited me. And I was like, oh, 
he does this with all the girls. He's not actually here to get to know me or wants to spend time with me specifically. Like, you invited everybody and their mom out. So clearly it's not that, it, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm reading this completely the wrong way. I was so nervous. I, those of you that know me and have, have listened to um, previous episodes, community is super important to me. I get it from my dad. Uh, thank you. And so I love bringing people around and keep and connecting people together. And so um, Sam and other people that were there um, all worked with us at the same place that we worked. And I invited them out because we were all going out together. And so I invited uh, Sam out too. And so it was pure, you know, innocence of just trying to invite people out. It was. And, I know uh, this now. Yes. And uh, Courtney was like... You're bringing all these hoochies out, and I was like, "No, I did not call her a hoochie." Sam's not a hoochie; she's a saint. Um, and then, luckily, you know, I made it up the next day or next week. We went to uh, we went actually went on a date, an official date. We went to Hopworks and then went back to my house and watched Game of Thrones. Chris, for some reason, it's 2017, and she has still not watched Game of Thrones, and so. Um, we got to start Game of Thrones. I helped introduce that to her. I loved it, so thank you. Yeah, it was amazing. It was a great uh, great start to us getting to know each other as Yeah, friends. I was going to say, not our relationship, because Mr. David made sure to tell me shortly after this that we were just friends and that we were building a foundation of a friendship. And I was like, mm, I'm not getting any out of this. God, you say it as if it's like a... A bad thing. In the moment, I was very like, oh, because I was into you. I was like, oh, no. And that was just not not your plans. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I really just, like I, like, I think friendships, I think it's really important to have a foundation that's more than just, like, intimacy and romance. And I think long-lasting relationships and marriages, they rely on that friendship that you have with that person and that bond you have that's created through a friendship. And so that was really important to me because I've been in relationships before um, where that like, friendship wasn't like fully there. It was just like attraction and like, cool, you're awesome. I think you're awesome too. Let's date. And then the date's great. Dating's great. But then there's no like connection in the friendship of like mm-hmm. who you are, your interests. And so I wanted to get to know you first and get to know who you were at your core. And I'm glad I did because... I'm married to you and we have this beautiful daughter and um, I just know your heart so well. And I know I just feel so much more connected to you. And so, no, definitely now six years later, it's a very good thing. Then I was, Oh my gosh, what? 23. And Mm -hmm. she's like, what? I can't get that. Come on. (laughs) I was a little excited and then disappointed. I know. Well, you eventually got it. So I did. Yeah. (laughs) And that came with its own challenges of hiding our relationship from our coworkers and our bosses because it was inappropriate to date at work. Not that they had like an actual rule you couldn't, but it was definitely something that was like frowned upon a little bit. Yeah. We definitely uh, had a secret coworker like, uh, intimate relationship uh obviously not intimate like at work in the sense but like we were, yeah no we were dating and we hid it from our co-workers like our supervisor because i was a supervisor and she was um a floor staff and so that weird power dynamic we didn't want to make it a thing so we did not communicate that to anyone and we were on different units and so it it worked out really well um and then of course somehow uh her supervisor found out about it and she sure did her unit manager found out about it my big boss the big boss we we hit it really well from your actual boss Mm because because she came to like my birthday party in like in april yep uh we went to the beach house whale of a time still one of the best birthdays oh that house was amazing amazing house we played uh mafia for those that don't know what mafia is it's one of the most fun games you will ever play where it's lies and deception um and where you get a card and um anyone who has an ace out of it, it's one ace per five cards uh they're mafia and their goal is to kill the townspeople which is everyone who isn't mafia before so, they find out who you they are find out so the lights get turned off and then you're wandering around the house and mafia has a I kind of act as if they're one of the townspeople and they kill off everybody until they're out they outnumber the mm-hmm. townspeople they win or Townspeople will guess who they are. Yep. Um, Sergio, you are a sadistic son of a bitch, and you are so great at that game, and it is wild. 
So I just want to give you a shout just, out for that. Yeah. <laughs> just a small tangent really quick. But um, during that, um, her boss, who was our, our we're all, all friends because boundaries are great and residential, um, was at our um, at the at the beach house and we were playing mafia, but uh, we were running around hiding from her boss because she didn't know we were dating. And so we'd run off and give a peck or give a kiss and be like, hee, 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 and like hide it. At one point, Courtney like pretended to like get killed and fall on my bed. Um, and like towards the end of the night and um, I think her boss tried to. Yeah. She was like, Courtney, the game's over. It's time for bed. And I was like pretending to be asleep so I could sleep in your bed all night. Yeah. We got to cuddle and that was great. Um, and then, yeah, we hid it from our our managers, and they found found out. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just an awkward conversation of like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Because we yeah. both have dated someone from work prior, and so they're like, "Why? What? What's going on? Why do you keep dating people from, from work? work?" And yeah, that was fun conversations and supervision mm-hmm. about that. Um. Not at all fun. <laughs> no fun was had. But I mean. It was a really great time, like during like, 2017 when we first started dating, and literally the a month into us dating, you met my parents, which is super weird. Just your I, that, mom, just, just your mom, mom. Mm-hmm. and my sister. I'm not that person that will bring you around my my parents very often, um, because I want to know if you are like, you are worth it, essentially. Uh, but, and they showed up at a barbecue at the the Flavel House where mm-hmm. I lived, um, and. And yeah, how was that for you? I was so nervous because I had no idea that they were showing up or that you even mentioned the barbecue to them. So I was in like a cute little outfit and like definitely not like a meet the mom outfit. And I was like a little drunk. And I remember running inside with my two friends, Anna and Elisa, and we like hid in your bedroom because I was like, I don't know if he wants me to meet them. Oh my gosh. I definitely didn't. (laughs) Then you proceeded to come in the house and get me. And I was like, oh, no. Well, I guess, you know, I saw something in you and I was like, might as well. Instead of them being like, why is this weird girl hiding in your room? Uh, might as well explain that, you know, this is my girlfriend of, <laughs> of was it, it wasn't even a month. Was it a month? Maybe a month. Of like Maybe. a month of a couple weeks. Um, and yeah, they popped in and popped into the barbecue. We had a lot of people mm-hmm. there and uh, they had a good time. They liked you. Thank, Thank goodness. Because they didn't. I'd hear it every time I see them. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be around, honestly. Yeah, probably not. Um, but that was a lot. I mean, we had so many adventures when we mm-hmm. first, like, when we first started. We went to dating. Bellingham. Went to Bellingham. I got to meet her college roommates and mm-hmm. college friends who all got ratchet together in their in their youths, college age. And while you were there. And while I was there, yeah. we did get drunk. Yeah. Yeah, wild, wild stuff. Um, and then. Lots of beach trips. Lots of beach trips. And then we went to Nashville, which was so fun. If you haven't been to Nashville, you definitely have to go. If you like live music, you like drinking, whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe not necessarily Nashville right now. But in 2017, going to Nashville was, yeah, was, was pretty nice. It was a lot of fun going down the, down like the music strip um, and experiencing that and seeing Courtney afraid of the sun. I am not afraid of the sun. Thank God I, our daughter has my melanin because oh I would just be, I don't know what I would do. I'm just a little pastier than others and forgot sunscreen one day and we were in like very high exposure sun. It was like 90 degree weather and there was no shade. I was like hiding in the shade and buildings any chance we could get. It was like a vampire, like just hiding during daylight. Like, I cannot be seen by the Shut sun. Up. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. We'll have to post a picture. Yeah, there's a Instagram. photo of that somewhere. Oh my gosh. But and that was so much fun. It was. And then right after that, we went to Arizona too. We did mm-hmm. those trips like pretty back to back. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then I had that heart thing. Oh, like, I totally forgot about that. And then the, that oh, was terrible. So the night that the. So we had all those things. Uh, and then she was supposed to meet. This was in August of 2017. This was in between the two trips. Um, My best friend was in is town. Is Pacquiao and Mayweather fight? Yes. Yes. We were hosting we hosted a-, a party at your house. Yes. And I had some heart stuff that was going on. No, uh, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not sweep this under the rug. Okay. Let me let me tell the story. <laughs> David invited basically his whole family over, mind you. I was like, and All right, I had she's met. Meet her. I had met everybody except for. My brother. Your brother. 
And, but I hadn't, I'd only maybe hung out with them once at that point, mm-hmm. once or twice. And Dave, like, we're getting ready, we're cooking, like, me and my friends are there, Sergio's there, like, everyone's, like, it was like, we were going to have a party. And David's like, oh, like, I just don't feel that good. Like, my chest kind of hurts. Your house. Yeah. yeah, but then we came to your house and you didn't feel good. So it was just this ongoing, like, I don't feel good. So we were like, okay, we'll go take a nap, like, and it just kept getting worse and worse. And my friend Hannah was there, and she's a nurse. And eventually it was like, okay, you need to go get looked at because it's chest pain. And David said, okay, Courtney, stay here. As we Wouldn't do in the Marcus me, household. Would not let me go with him and takes my best friend. We do not let our significant other see us weak. So he takes <laughs> my best friend with him to urgent care, okay? And I'm like, all right, we're canceling this party, obviously. Like, I – like. And he's like, no, 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 keep everything going. I was like, no, you need to be here for when they come so that you can meet them and then yeah. don't tell them anything. <laughs> it gets it gets worse, though. So he goes to urgent care and they basically tell him, you have to go to the ER right now. We can't handle this here. Then he goes into the bathroom at urgent care and basically passes out. And I'm like, he like they call and give me this update on their way to the ER. And I'm like, OK, we need to go. Like, I, I need to leave. We're canceling this party. I need to come meet you still. No, no, no. You're good. Have the party. <laughs> it's not even my party, bro. It is now. And he's like, you are the captain now. He also goes, don't tell my family. <laughs> I'm like, are you joking me? Don't tell your family. I was so beyond stressed out. So I met his brother without him there. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was fine. Everything was fine. Um, just had a little bit of like inflammation and infection and infection felt like Goku, you know? Um, no, I don't know. You don't know, but some of you hopefully are listening now, you know, I just needed like the antidote to really get that heart disease, uh, figured out. And I was good to go. I got, I know I got some pain meds and antibodies and stuff and I was, you know, I'm fine. Everything's good. But yeah, I totally forgot about that until we were talking. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I yep. put you in a really shitty situation. I sure did. Meeting my family in, in crisis, but luckily you work in the field you work in, so you did God. amazing. Wow, yeah. And we didn't even talk about all while this is going on. You got into grad school right when we started dating. Oh yeah. That, I can't forget about that. <laughs> it's like yeah. the huge part of the beginning of our relationship, I feel like. Literally half of our relationship, I was in grad school. And I don't know how you're still with me. It was a an uphill battle for sure. It really was an uphill battle. Like I got I got in right when we I, before we met or before we started dating officially. We were like talking, and you got your acceptance letters. Yeah, yeah, I got in, and then it was boom. Starting the summer, I was taking classes. Mm-hmm. I was also working two jobs, and then mm-hmm. I was yeah attending to a relationship, and really just trying to learn how to balance all that, which is wild. Like. I'm not surprised why I was able to do all of it. One, because of the support and love from you. And my dad worked three jobs to help support um, me and my my siblings and my family um, growing up. And so, obviously, it makes sense now why I have that work ethic that I do, Mm -hmm. that grind that I do, is because it's probably genetic. Um, But, yeah, that was super hard. Yeah, I mean, let me just say, it is not for the faint of heart to be with somebody when you're in grad school or be the person supporting somebody while they're in grad school because so much happens when you're getting an another degree. Yeah. Like, you're changing, you're evolving, you're, you know, just trying to make ends meet, probably financially, and even just, like, your mental stability. Like, you're mm-hmm. running on E a lot yeah. of the time, I feel like. I think the great thing is that, like, you, you mentioned that, like, because I was in my counseling program, I was growing exponentially to where mm-hmm. I, where I was at when we first met because I was learning more about myself. I was being mm-hmm. forced to learn more about myself and and view some of the things that I experienced and all the other like experiences. And I was being um in like being introduced to all these different ideas and thoughts mm-hmm. and concepts of thinking. And so like I was shifting how I was thinking and seeing things as well. And you grew with me because typically. Yeah. You know, sometimes in relationships, like when those things happen, that other person stays the same or they resist that change. And they're like, no, this is who I am. I'm not growing or I'm not moving in that direction. This is where I'm at. And then and I, they're like, I don't like who you've changed or become. Exactly. And then it creates a lot of co- like conflict 
and a lot mm-hmm. of you know dissonance of like that's not who I am. I don't feel I I don't feel I don't feel that way and um and like you grew with me and mm-hmm. we grew together because you grew in your own way as well. Um and it was an ebb and flow because it definitely wasn't fifty fifty in that relationship. It was definitely. 65 uh 35 yeah for sure like obviously i was 35 because i did not have the capacity um i was a few i was fumes at at the end of every day Mm -hmm. or week and i still wanted to be social and i still tried to be social and um try to do everything everything. you know i get like yeah i get that from my my father um and it worked out you know uh halfway through we bought a house no Halfway through our first year? No. No, Halfway grad, grad school. school. Grad school. Well, first we moved in together. You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... Yeah, I jumped. I jumped. Sorry. We did not buy a house first. A we moved in together uh, the week of our year anniversary. We moved in. And mm-hmm. it was the first time either of us had lived with a partner. So that was definitely a growing experience in itself. Yes. Definitely adjusting to um, sharing a space with someone. Mm-hmm. A room with someone yeah you don't have your own private room anymore yeah it's like oh i gotta pick up my stuff i can't leave my clothes that's how you know the um the clean not dirty not dirty Mm -hmm. section was created a modification accommodation for me yep um i had to learn that like not everything needs to be built in a day because when we moved in i literally might have tried to kill you trying to set up all our furniture in one night when we all worked the next morning yeah we worked at 7 a.m we're like we're gonna build all this together and it was ikea furniture so you know how that goes no words for the instructions yeah if you want to test your relationship every year buy an ikea furniture set and you and your significant other partner um friend parent whatever you sit and you try to build it together that will really Set test that will really test your relationship skills with that person. Yeah. It'll either build it, break it, or you'll Tear grow it down. from it. Yeah. <laughs> or explode. Um But yeah, that's kinda how year two started. I think we were like moving out of the honeymoon phase and I mean we definitely year two is a, a rough one, I would say. Year two is really hard. Um I definitely had my thoughts year two of like I don't know if I, I don't know if I can do this. Um, yeah, I don't think I told you, Aww, you know, that's uh, sad. yeah, you know, think, I mean, things were really difficult because a year two, like I was like, like I said, I was like, halfway, th- like starting my second year mm-hmm. of uh, grad school or finishing my first year, starting my second year, I was starting to like grow, I do a lot of things and I was just really overwhelmed and really just like half a person is really how I would describe mm-hmm. how I was in grad school is half a person and and obviously when you get stressed you cut out things that are good for you and and it was just i was i think i got to a point uh, where i i had the thought briefly of just like i don't i don't know if this is something that is, is worth it i just think there was so much growing that happened you know like we moved in together you were going into year two of grad school. Like we, there were so many things changing mm-hmm. that it was like really overwhelming. And I've, as I shared, I don't know if I've shared with, with <clears throat> our listeners, like I struggle with transitions, like things changing is really hard for me. And obviously I, I do a lot of things all the time and I change things. So when change happens, I make it in mass, mass changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like explode the changes. Yeah. Um, and so Grad school was hard because there was so much change happening and so much discomfort for me that I was. I think I just had the urge to try to escape and be like, "Well, let me just blow this thing up. Let me just make this thing easier for me to." Blow we it also up. had just decided to get a cat before we moved in, so we became parents, moved in together, and you were managing grad school. Yeah, we got Nala. Um, oh, I forgot. I talked to you into getting a cat, which I don't know how that worked. Thanks, Amanda. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I talked to her into getting a cat when she hates cats. And, and this was before we even moved in together. So I was like, we're buying an animal together. We don't even live together. We had plans to move in. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of change happening at the onset of year two. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that one of the biggest things like that was helpful was just how much of a rock you were for me. And just how supportive you were for my goals and my dreams, mm-hmm. but also like how much you showed in, that you cared for me and let me know you were there, not just verbally, but just like space wise. Like mm-hmm. you gave me space when I needed space. You were there for me when I needed you. You, you know, 
this was before we started to learn our love languages. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I know during that time, you were definitely giving 65% and I was giving 35 um, which wasn't, obviously wasn't fair. Um, and I your feel... dreams were just shooting us everywhere. I mean, I feel like we had barely moved into that apartment. And then nine months later, you were like, do you want to buy a house? Yeah. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. That was like a pure business decision. You know, I'm a three. I'm a go-getter. I'm an achiever. I do. And I was tired of paying rent into nothing. And so I knew if I didn't get a house or anything then in 2017, 2019, then... We started like 2018. 2018. I mm-hmm. knew I would not have been able to afford to get a house. David um, basically pitched the idea, and in like three weeks, we were pre-approved, found a house, and we're signing like the next month. It was wild. It was, yeah, it, that was definitely an impulse. Like, you know, it worked out. It was an impulse decision that worked out, and we were like, you know, if it doesn't work out, I kind of approached it in the sense of like, I said it was a business decision because I don't, I don't think we should pay rent anymore and if it doesn't work out we will you know we'll sell the house we'll figure it out and uh we'll split the proceeds if needed we will we will make this work somehow and that was yeah so that's wild we we got a house um in 2019 which is wild that we realized um as we were talking we realized we got um we closed and got our keys. In um, January 17th, 2019, and we had our daughter January 16th of 2023. So big things happen in January for us so. also. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that noted. <laughs> Courtney, when you came into my life, I had no idea the effect you'd have on me. For those that know you, know that you are passionate and and dedicated towards the things you care about. For me to find a partner who always challenges me to be the best version of myself and who pushes me to be vulnerable and open, even in the aisles of Safeway, (laughs) is a love that I never thought I deserved or would have. To get to be with someone whose eyes light up every time they talk about the passions and values make me know that I have found my soulmate forever today. We have faced many challenges and experienced many losses together over the last four years. Through these experiences, one thing is certain. Our love and connection for each other blossoms every day, and our commitment to the values and the people in our lives continue to grow stronger together. And now we enter the comfort years. Yes. I think this is kind of how we define the later years of our relationship thus far. And once we moved into Vancouver and in our house. We started coasting. I mean, the pandemic was like part right, right in the comfort years. A year after, yeah, oh. we moved into the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, so we moved in the house. I think I was in my second year. Yeah, second year of grad school. David somehow convinced me to get another cat because he <laughs> felt like Nala needed a friend. And then I convinced her to get another. Not just one. This woman hated cats she said i got attacked by a cat when i was a child i hate cats i convinced her to get one and, and then, then I convinced... none of, and told me we could get a dog next i did and then i was like but but she looks so lonely like no looks so lonely and wouldn't she need a second one to like help her i, I read that you know cats feel more connected when they have a second per, second cat and so we got jade which was amazing but a nightmare in itself it was a nightmare We got Jade like six months after moving in here and she was infested with fleas and I couldn't sleep because I was so anxious fleas were all over me. Mm -hmm. And then also at the same time we had a water leak at our home. Oh yeah. So like first time homeowners dealing with a water leak. Yeah, I definitely fucked that one up because we had our insurance that we could have used, and I was so ang- so overwhelmed. Yeah. With pro things. tip: use your insurance. Yeah, use your home homeowner's insurance because that's gonna help you in the long run. Oh, that was a nightmare. But then you entered year three, and I did feel like we were coasting. You entered your last year of grad school. We were kind of just loving life a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was hopeful that we were going to get engaged because you told me you would never want to be engaged while in grad school and planning a wedding. I did say that. I did say that. And you semi-followed through with that. You didn't want to be planning the wedding while you were in school. Yeah. And then I 
I uh, had this amazing plan for an engagement. Many amazing um, plans. Many amazing plans uh, in uh, the early end of winter, early spring of 2020. And for those of that are on this planet, <laughs> uh, the pandemic happened and crushed many of those plans. And I tried to adjust with it. Um, and those plans got crushed. And then... Um, you know, the last effort, we were going to go to the beach, but uh, we didn't feel, you know, that it was appropriate for us to go to the beach as everyone else was getting over flooded with, you know, people coming in and they didn't have the resources and all X, Y, and Z. So we decided not to go to the beach. And I was like, damn, because we were going to, I was going to propose at the beach house that we went to where we talked about our lives together. And where we made like a, not a vow. Um, like a hope for. A hope, hope for. And we threw like. Uh, oh, you're going to call us out. We're really sorry. It's not economically friendly. Oh, shit. <laughs> we littered. Sorry. <laughs> we went to this little alcove on Devil's Lake in Lincoln City. And it was after we told each other we loved each other in the first year of our relationship. But we had gone out there to like beat the heat in summer 2017. It was so hot in the beginning of August, I think. And we stayed in this Airbnb and it was one of the ones where you like stay in the house in a room, but the owner is still there. So we stayed with this random guy and he was actually kind of cool. He was actually kind of cool. I thought yeah. we were going to get like murdered, murdered. Um, some of those, you know, movies that you saw. But he was but, cool. Yeah. And we walked down to the lake and found this alcove and sat there and drank two bottles of wine and just like talked and enjoyed the weather because it was like perfect Oregon coast weather. And then... We kept the lids, which I have somewhere still, to those bottles of wine. Oh. And we threw the bottles of wine into the lake. Oh, shit. It was the bottles? Yes. Oh, yeah. I feel bad now. I know. Is this incriminating? Yeah, it might be. Oh, God. Statute of limitations were probably fine. Okay. Um, you don't have proof. You'll never catch me. <laughs> I'll throw those lids away. But we threw them in, and we like each said what we kind of hope for our relationship and our future together. And we threw them in the lake after we said it. Yeah. And then I found it, uh, I guess. The Airbnb again. The Airbnb again in 2020 and contacted him and I told him, you know, my plan. And he was like, I love that. I love that for you. Uh, yes. Come and join. And then, um, yeah, just decided to, um, after talking with Courtney, like she didn't know, obviously, but um, she felt that. You know, we were talking like, uh, it wouldn't really be. Like, it was like the week after lockdown. Yeah. And people were definitely like saying like, please don't come. We don't have the resources to manage if COVID spreads here. And I was like, David, we can't be those assholes who and go I, out to the beach. And I was like, I really want to be those assholes. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's fine. And then the next day, um, Courtney got called. Uh, Courtney was supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I got called off. Yeah, she got called out, uh, called off of work. And so I got, I heard the call like four or five in the morning. And I was like, okay. So I got up super early because Courtney does not like to wake up um, before nine. Well, now she does with, with Rome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and I also was on my period. So I was like, very like, I'm going back to bed. This is yes. awful. So she went to sleep and I ran to Target. And I decorated the house, and um, I think I have the video somewhere. I'll put it on our Instagram, uh, but it's on my personal Instagram, but I'll put it on our uh, Room to Rome Instagram. Um, and I decorated the house. I made breakfast. I had the ring sitting there and called her down, and she, she came down in blackface. So I that, was not that, blackface. So that's oh going to be God. you know an issue that we'll have to deal with in therapy. Okay. <laughs> I had a charcoal face mask on and a camisole and sweatpants because I did not think I was going to be proposed to that morning. I know, I know. Uh, and it was, it was a just I was super nervous. And I rewatched the video and I was like, I don't think I said really anything, but you it doesn't did. matter. It was you the, said so much. It was the feeling, and I got got I got to be with you and uh, trying to figure out and be creative on how to propose to you. And during a pandemic, I think is something I'll always remember for the mm-hmm. rest of my life. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, that really was, like, the pivotal point of, like, then we were wedding planning, and I graduated, and we really were, were just coasting, essentially. David like, basically planned our whole wedding in, like, a weekend because he was doing school from home because of COVID. Yeah, I mean, I was working still. But, but I, like, I on the time. weekend, we, like, because you were, like, well, school's been, e-, like, work, not work, but school. Like, your classes had been uh, easier Yeah. because you were, like, well, they're all online. <laughs> I haven't been having to go into PSU. And mm-hmm. so you were like, let's just plan our wedding. Yeah, we definitely plan our wedding in like a month. 
it and was also, very quick. Yeah, I think, and I think one thing, like, you know, I'm going to speed this up a bit because I think the, the comfort phase was, like, great. It was super great, but totally. not a lot of, like, super memorable, like, and, like, podcast-worthy things for us yeah. to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think what the pandemic, though, I just want to pause Ooh. for a moment and just talk about the pandemic and... I know for a lot of people, we had a lot of friends who got divorced um, or really started struggling during the pandemic, rest in peace, relationships. Um, but for us, it, I feel like it really helped me get closer to you and our communication because mm-hmm. we were forced to be together. And mm-hmm. obviously we had our roommate, um, but you both went to work and I was at home getting stir crazy working, but like doing mm-hmm. Zoom and and then you guys got home, and I was just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, and it really helped us figure out how to communicate, and we really started learning about our love language. Because, Absolutely, yeah, and that was. And I think we've just noticed, like in our relationship during times of struggle, we bond and connect even further. Yeah, like I think of like our labor, or like during the pandemic, like we actually do well. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. That is interesting, actually, because then we, like, because I feel like I move really fast. Mm -hmm. And I think when I experience something traumatic or something stressful, I slow the fuck down. My my body slows down. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just, like, I don't move very fast. And I think that's because that's how I process things. Yeah. And so the pandemic, I was, it was a forced slowdown. I was forced to reflect on a lot of things during the pandemic with everything going on in the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, reflect on a lot of friendships, reflect on like relationship, reflect on yeah. just future. And for me, I felt like uh, obviously, you know, the pandemic was really horrible and a lot of yeah. lives were lost and jobs, people lost jobs and, and things. But for me, like it was really healing for me because I was forced to slow down and really look at myself and process my own shit the things that I was choosing not to because I kept myself so busy mm-hmm. for my whole life um, yeah. and grad school to where I didn't have to focus on those things and so I felt like that helped me become more aware of myself I would agree yeah and then that helped how we communicated mm-hmm. and how I showed up in our relationship because then it went it changed from Sixty-five, thirty-five, because I missed my fucking graduation, which I'll never have again. A grad school graduation, but you know that's that's a whole other thing. I've obviously moved on from that. Totally. But um, it helped me slow down to like be more attentive and be more in tune with you. I would totally agree. And we, I mean, we got to be engaged for like a year and a half almost, yeah. and so that was really fun to just. Mm-hmm. Be engaged and my fiance, <laughs> fiance, plan fiance. a wedding, and then also just enjoy getting excited for the wedding and kind of nervous to see what would happen. Oh gosh, yeah, just seeing if we're able to actually have a wedding because of the pandemic. Yeah, like being able to see if we'd have a gathering because we had to wait for the world to open up. All those different like, what phase are you on of opening? Mm-hmm. We hit that like sweet window. We did like a week or two. <laughs> before the delta variant mm-hmm. so we had a had a very fun wedding and um a very magical wedding a special wedding and a very magical and like relaxing honeymoon too yeah we met some say. we met some really awesome awesome people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean when you look back like in the the early phase early years and the comfort years between those two like when you look at both of those what would you say some of like the growth areas were for for you? I think learning to trust you because you're not like my history was a big thing. Um, just like making sure I didn't bring in whatever happened to me in the past into like our relationship was really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also just our communication styles is like a <laughs> huge one for us. Yes. Yeah, I know for sure. I think those would be the biggest growth. I mean, and just year two and like balancing our life and like our different expectations for each other during difficult times and like what we expect as far as like time spent together and, you know, those different things. Yeah. I mean, I think like learning love languages was 
huge. Which I feel like we didn't really talk talk about that till after. I think. No, we did. We did it early when we you did? were still living in the Flavel house. We did them. Oh shit! But I remember sitting on that couch and doing them. Um, but I don't know that we ever really implemented them as much until later. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, especially with like what you've been through. Why that would be that first early early yeah. years would be kind of difficult. Trust is hard. I have a lot of friends. <laughs> I know you just you're so cute. Oh God, stop! What about you? <gasps> what would you say was kind of the the big growth areas like and for you individually early I, in our relationship? I think the early years. I think really balancing have, being relied on by other by by like a partner. Like mm. obviously, I think. In the field I worked in, like I had, I, uh, you know, working with children, like when I worked, they relied on me and adults when I supervised them, they relied on me. But it was just different in my personal life of being in a relationship where I really cared about someone so deeply and potentially saw something in, in them, you know, they can be in my future life and and having to balance all of like the thing I wants. Mm-hmm. And your wants, and being in a relationship, and working two jobs, and going to grad school, and having animals that don't mm. stay at my house, yeah, and managing friendships, and having all of those things, I think in the early years was a really big growth edge for me of being able to learn how to balance and navigate, um, and fi- yeah, find a balance in that to where I still feel like I'm able to get my cup filled with mm-hmm. my friendships, relationships with my job, but also make sure that I'm supporting you and filling your cup, which is really hard. I think at first, especially with grad school, I think that was a really big struggle for me um, during grad school. Um, and then it turned after grad school, the pandemic hit. I was forced to sit, process things, learn more about myself. And, and I feel like our communication got so much better. Mm-hmm. And like, and so going into like, yeah, that second you know the comfort phase i think my growth i guess during that time or during this time um is i think continuing to slow down because now i don't have the pandemic to force me to slow down i still move 80 miles an hour um (laughs) with all the things i do with all Mm -hmm. the work do all the projects or things i want to start so i think really slowing down because now i like I have another human being that relies on me as well, and so true. Um, being able to slow down and take and be in the moment and not get too future focused, because um, I think I'm just so focused on the grind sometimes that I forget about being in the moment. Yeah, definitely. I think for both of us too, something that's been a growth throughout our relationship throughout every phase has been being really protective of each other's individual identity. Yeah, that's huge. We've wanted to make sure we're still our own person through this, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think that's (coughs) something definitely that we, as we started, like, combining ourselves, I guess, Mm -hmm. that we're becoming more serious, I guess I'd say. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that was probably, like, around year year two. Yep, during the difficult years. During the difficult years of, like, really, (laughs) really intentionally trying to focus on making sure that we have our own identities We are, we're Courtney and David, the couple, but also (laughs) wanting to have David the individual and Courtney the individual and being able to navigate those things. Totally. I mean, it was, it's, that's why we constantly say year two is the hardest. Like, that was a big hurdle for us was just trying to find that balance, I think. Yeah, and I think after that, honestly, after that, I feel like that really was the hurdle um, to propel us kind of forward in our relationship and helping our growth. Because, and set a foundation for exactly. like the struggles that might come later. Mm-hmm. I feel like because we had that foundation from year two of like, we have to work on this. It helps us get through things a lot easier. Yeah. Cause now as parents, that's something that we're faced with, right. Is like now that All it's our relationship, but also as a family, that's a whole other thing too. And now we have our individual relationship, like individual identities too. Mm-hmm. And so because I think because we've intentionally focused on those things and making sure those things um, weren't enmeshed where like 
I didn't have an identity. I was just attached to you or mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, we were able to really set ourselves up for success starting a family. I couldn't agree more. So, David Andrew, today I vow to love you through it all. I vow to be the emotional one and learn from you as the rational one. I vow to challenge you even when you don't want to hear it. I vow to be present as your sounding board as much as you need. I know you need it. I vow to help you slow down and enjoy the little moments in life. I vow to be an equal partner and will strive to grow alongside you. You are the person who my heart loves. Not just today, every day. Now it's time for our win and woe. This is something positive um, and something not so great that happened um, this last week um, that you want to reflect on. And so I'm going to go first. Um, A win I had. Oh, I'm going to start with a woe actually first. Yeah. So woe I had today. Oh, my God. (laughs) Today I had an epic battle with my daughter on getting her to nap and rocking her. Um, you know, I wanted to let, wanted to let, let you sleep in mm-hmm. this morning. And so I took, took Rome and I hung out with Rome for a couple hours and we jammed out, we played, we we're having fun. And then I was like, oh, it's time your nap's coming up. And so, uh, when she doesn't want to nap, she makes it a living hell. And so <laughs> I spent, I, I want to say 45 minutes. It probably wasn't. It was probably about 30 minutes. Um, 15 minutes upstairs, 15 minutes down, downstairs of her just screaming and yelling and crying. I'm surprised you didn't wake up. Thank God you didn't. Um, while I was trying to rock her to sleep and get her to nap. Um, and I, for the first time in my head, I was like, this bitch won't shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so angry in my, in my head. I was just like, why won't you shut the fuck up? Go to sleep. Um, and it was just so such a hard moment for me, which I know there's gonna be many of those um, mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, but that was a woe for me because it was just such a fight. Like we've had like f- getting used to each other and and her falling asleep, but um, and that was just so long of her crying and yelling and and then eventually she like eventually she fe- fell asleep. And then <laughs> as soon as I got up from the bouncy ball. She woke up and then started crying again. And then I got her back to sleep after like after like three minutes. And then she was asleep for the rest of like a good like 45 minutes to an hour. Oh. And so that was a woe for me. Really frustrating time um, today. And a win on that same note is that I have put her to sleep every day this week. Um, for at least one nap. For at least one nap. Yeah. Um, I've been able to rock her and she, for the most part throughout the week, she hasn't had an issue. And when she has had an issue and been crying, it's for like, you know, like five, five or so minutes, then she calms down and then falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels really good that we're finally starting to connect to where she feels like I'm a safe person that she can fall asleep with. Um, oh. and I'm able to give you like time to be able to take care of yourself, shower, sleep in and, and do those things. So, Yeah. I love that one. Mm-hmm. It's a win. It's a win. Very big win. Yeah. And so we are going to read some um, win and woes um, from some of the people that have sent things out. Um, we are going to start reading, reading things um, that y'all send. And so this one is from Christina. Um, Christina Howe. And a woe for her is that... Uh, she is a school counselor, and the conferences are, or were yesterday, on Friday, and they go until 8 p.m., and so, or Thursday, sorry, conferences were Thursday, and they go until 8 p.m., and so she was at school till 8 p.m. on Thursday, and so that was a big woe for her. And a win is that, on Friday, which is yesterday, is that she gets to play bingo with friends, and mm-hmm. so that's so awesome. I definitely understand... I'm thankful that I'm on leave, so I I missed conferences in the spring. They're not very fun. Um, But (laughs) um, I'm excited that you got to relax with a a three-day weekend and do some bingo. 
Uh, some other ones we got sent in. One is from Exacia Sab. She said her win is that her youngest son is now potty trained. Ooh. But nice. along with that, the woe is that he now thinks he needs to bed share again. Oh. <laughs> Take one, you give one. Yes. So we're, we're thinking of you, Zaysha, because um, our, our little one still bed shares right now. Yeah. So. We gave up on the, the, try, crib. the crib. We we tried for a good couple days. It worked out well. And then it didn't really bad for two days. And we, we learned we might have gone too early. We're like, oh, we'll, we'll try again. We'll, <laughs> give you, we'll keep you guys updated. And then another one I have is from a friend named Ariel Ford. Uh, her woe is that she's super tired always, <laughs> um, but her win is that her little one, Obi, turns one today, Saturday. He oh, just turned one. Happy birthday, Obi. And congratulations, Ariel, on being a mom for a year. That's such a big, big, uh, big deal. Yes, yes. Good job on, on you and and uh, your support person keeping that baby supported and alive for, for a year. And bringing that baby Earthside a year ago. That's a big deal for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll round us out with mine, yeah. if that's okay. Um, I'll start with my woe, because I always like to end on a high note. My woe from this week is our daughter, shit, right in my hand. <laughs> oh, God. She was sitting on my lap, and I had put her in the little, like, squatty potty position, because she's been a little constipated, and I thought it would help. And it did, but it shot right out the side of the diaper into my hand. And it was just liquid. You know, the breastfeeding poop is just a whole other thing. It was the funniest thing. And I yelled. I was like, oh, she pooped? And she's like, yeah, my hand. I looked and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Get the towel, get the towel, get the towel. Yeah, it was not fun. So that's my woe. But my win, I don't think I've shared it on the pod, so I'm going to like toot my own horn a little bit because I know I need to do that more. I was just thinking about it because I am going back to work soon. Um, But while on maternity leave, I actually interviewed and was promoted at work. So I am going to consider that a win. I'm very excited. (laughs) I'm very excited to go back to work and jump into a little bit of a new role and um, just get started with that and still have our little one around. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, babe. As your husband... I promise to be there for you through thick and thin. I vow to be by your side during the good times and the bad times of the bachelor and bachelorette. <laughs> I promise to be a supportive partner and father as we bring our children into the sometimes scary world. And I vow to always grow with you and love you until my dying day. And that's a wrap for this episode of Room to Rome, um, making the Marcuses, making the band, part <laughs> oh, three. Um, thank you for joining us. And I think it's it's so awesome to be able to get to reflect on the fact that we've been doing this for two months. It's been so fun. And doing it, like reflecting on just us and our relationship has been a fun way to kind of celebrate that we've been doing this for two months. Yeah. Yeah, it's been like an awesome time being able to connect with with you and being able to connect with other people to hear mm-hmm. their experiences and having them be vulnerable to share themselves and and connect with other people, to professionals that kind mm-hmm. of share their resources for other new parents or couples. And so we look forward to the second half of our our season of Room to Rome and what's in store. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and some fun clips from our wedding video. Uh, with all of our sweet, sweet Vals and David and his little teary, teary oh, voice. Anyways, <laughs> um, please make sure we created an IG account now. It is a uh, room underscore two, two underscore Rome. Um, and so you can look up David and Courtney Marcus or room to Rome. Um, and we have, a, we created an Instagram account. It was some feedback that, um, some of y'all gave us to kind of help have information and have our, our podcast in a, a nice little location. So, uh, definitely make sure to give that account a follow, uh, to stay up to date with our episodes and reels and whatever stuff we post when we have our weekly win and woe to get that featured on our our podcast. Yeah, and always just make sure you're tuning in each week. All right. We'll take care. Bye.
do you think about that? And then what? And then what happened? <gasps> you love Room to Roam? <laughs> you think that people should follow? <laughs> okay, I'll let them know.